Homeostasis is the tendency to maintain a stable, relatively constant internal environment. The human body maintains homeostasis for many factors like temperature, blood flow, pH levels, sleep cycles, and the concentration of glucose. But sometimes there are physical ailments that disrupt these processes. The result may not allow normal functioning of the body. Millions of people take medications prescribed by medical doctors to treat these disruptions. But what if you could use something more natural to treat these sometimes fatal disruptions? My name is Ronika Jacobs and you found my podcast, Strive for More, Your Best Life Now. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you've taken the time out to listen to this one. So for that, I would like to say thank you. So without any further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more. A natural solution for disrupted body systems. My next guest, Dr. Carly Bell Biggins, is helping people strive for more in the area of health and natural medicine. Dr. Bell Biggins is a cannabis educator who has her own CBD product line. She creates botanical-infused CBD products, including oils, lotions, salves, and more. In this episode, she will share the benefits of CBD products and the legalization of cannabis. Hi, Dr. Carly. Thank you so much for being on my show. How are you? Hi, Monica. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am doing absolutely fantastic. Uh, just excited to have our conversation today. Oh, I know. I, I have been so excited to have this conversation as well. Oh, so I you are a specialist in botanical medicine, being a licensed naturopathic physician. But what made you decide to specialize in cannabis? Well, you know, that's really interesting. It's kind of an interesting story. So being a plant-based medicine physician, uh, a young lady reached out to me who has the Houston Academy of Cannabis Science, and she wanted me to come in and teach one of the medical courses for her cannabis program. I said, okay, well, this is interesting. I'm familiar with the plant. You know, I'll go in and I'll teach a course. And it was so much fun. Uh, actually, one of the most entertaining courses, I've been in adult education for over 12 years, so it was definitely an entertaining course. And from there, I started to get invited to speak at various hemp conventions, uh, various cannabis conventions, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And so... I um, actually have been in the cannabis industry now for uh, about over a little over three and a half years, 
And so it's interesting what we're seeing and how much is changing, um, especially on the education side of things and, of course, uh, as far as retail is concerned as well. Yes. Okay, so you mentioned education. And so since you teach adult courses and teaching about a cannabis course, please, can you educate us on what in the world is the difference between hemp and marijuana? Absolutely. So cannabis has two different plants under it. It has both hemp and it has marijuana. So they are like sisters. The big difference is that hemp produces a large amount of CBD and very little THC, whereas marijuana produces a larger amount of THC and less CBD. However, both plants do produce both of those phytocannabinoids. So phytocannabinoids are just chemicals that plants make, like CBD, which actually stands for cannabidiol, or THC, which stands for delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol. Um, There's over 113 different cannabinoids that have been discovered. Uh, CBD and THC are definitely the most popular ones, but that's going to be the biggest difference. And so when we're selling hemp products, uh, when you see a CBD product, uh, when the law passed in 2018, the hemp bill, it stated that it was legal in all 50 states. However, we had to have less than 0.3% THC in the CBD that's being sold, and the CBD has to be derived from hemp because you can also derive CBD from marijuana. Remember, it's also a cannabis plant, but more than likely you're going to have high levels of THC. So it has to be derived from hemp, and it has to have less than 0.3% THC in order to legally sell it in all 50 states. Okay. So... Now, my understanding, because I've seen people, like, post sometimes on social media, and they say, oh, my CBD products help me sleep. I'm sleeping so well now. So what exactly are the benefits from using CBD products? Yes, so many benefits. (laughs) And so what I do a lot of when I uh, post on social media, for example, is I do a lot of reviewing of research that has been done. Uh, I I read a lot of medical articles that are published on PubMed or the National Institutes of Health because people, you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, we need more research. And we do. However, there's tons of research out there uh, regarding what cannabis or CBD, THC can help with. So we'll, we'll just start with CBD. So the way that it's actually helpful in our bodies is because we have an endocannabinoid system, or we call it the ECS. So our endocannabinoid system is a system responsible for homeostasis in the body. Homeostasis is just balance. We call it neuromodulary. So anything related to neurotransmitters or anything related to the nervous system is going to be very helpful for. And so I don't know if you knew this or not, but what's really interesting is our own body makes cannabinoids as well. And oh, so wow. we have receptors. Our, our cannabinoids that our body makes is called 2-AG and anandamide. Those are the two that we've identified. And they are, uh, we have receptors within the endocannabinoid system. Receptors, think about it like a lock and a key. And so the lock is the receptor and the key is the cannabinoid. And when they come together, certain things happen. 
Now, all of this is building up to why CBD is helpful, right, and how it's helping yes. people sleep and, and how it's helping with all of these things. So we have to understand the endocannabinoid system first. And so when we introduce, for example, cannabinoid like THC, it sits directly in a receptor. Our receptors are called CB1, which is cannabinoid receptor 1, and CB2. And so THC sits right on inside of that um, receptor like a, like a key in the lock, and things begin to happen. And so, for example, CBD doesn't sit directly in the receptor, but it does manipulate the different neurotransmitters. So, for example, anandamide, our own natural cannabinoid that our body makes, um, what CBD does is it inhibits the enzyme that breaks down anandamide. So ananda is Sanskrit for joy or bliss because of the positive effects that it has on our mood. And studies actually show that people who are low in anandamide naturally tend to suffer from conditions such as anxiety, PTSD, and depression. And even schizophrenic patients have low levels of anandamide. And so what we found is by introducing CBD into the body and inhibiting the enzyme that will break anandamide down, anandamide is now hanging around longer. And now we have a more balanced mood because that's what anandamide is responsible for. And so you have less fear, you have less anxiety, there's less depression, there's a more stable reaction to certain stimuli, right? So that's very helpful for PTSD patients. And so um, it's also really helpful for people that may have uh, tremors, uh, like Parkinson's, for example. Um, they found uh, remarkable uh, results with um, people who have epilepsy, actually the only FDA-approved drug that uh, contains um, CBD or cannabidiol uh, is uh, for uh, irretractable epilepsy, but it can help mm. all epileptic patients. It, doesn't, it shouldn't have to be, you know, the most severe, you know, these people are having 300 seizures a week, you know, CBD can bring it down to one seizure a week. But anyone that has epilepsy is going to benefit, or most people, right, are going to benefit other things that it does um, as far as increasing anandamide levels. So it helps a lot with anxiety. So people who have anxiety before a speech, they've done studies on that to show that it helps people feel more comfortable in those settings or just social anxiety disorder in general. Um, and this is what's really interesting. When people are using, you know, illegally, like when they're going and buying marijuana, um, a lot of the times people are treating these very symptoms. And this is, and we're going to get, I know we're going to get into legalization, but what's happening is people want to smoke because it makes them feel better. <laughs> you know, there's this kind of myth right. that, oh, people just want to be high. And I'm not saying that's part of it, right, for some people. But for a lot of people, they're still medicating for pain especially. Um, very, very helpful for pain. Um, my most... Um, purchased product is a turmeric CBD oil because it's so anti-inflammatory. So it helps to bring inflammation down in the body. So it's also very good for people who have autoimmune disease, such as lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, wow. because CBD also decreases the inflammatory cytokines. These are just um, chemicals in the body that help promote inflammation. Now, we need inflammation 
sometimes, right? It's going to help us to heal. Mm-hmm. But when we have excessive inflammation or we have an overactive uh, system where our body is attacking ourselves, like in lupus or rheumatoid arthritis, then, you know, we need to be able to bring that inflammation under control. And CBD is being shown in studies to be very effective at bringing down inflammation. So arthritis pain. Honey, arthritis pain, um, there's um, people who report, even if you go to the Arthritis Foundation, if you go to their website, they're even recommending to people who have arthritis, you should try CBD, right? Of course, they have Mm. the, you know, all of the legalities there, you know, nothing's promised to work for everyone, and there's more research that's needed, so you'll see a lot of just kind of recovering our butts (laughs) kind of thing when you look at studies about CBD. But when you read between the lines, you really see how effective it is. Um, again, you know, nice. most of my patients that are rebuying from me are arthritis patients. A lot of great information about the benefits. So many things that I learned about from you just now, like I didn't know it helped with epilepsy or tremors. So with all the benefits, of course, everything has a, you know, a positive and negative, right? That's just kind of how life works. So there's benefits, but are there any side effects? Um, because I know uh, with marijuana, people who choose to smoke marijuana and there's certain side effects, like you said, there's certain benefits to it, like the reason why they do it. But then there's also some side effects that come along with it as well. So mm-hmm. uh, the side of, are, there, are there any side effects and are they similar to some of the ones from marijuana? Well, it's very different and, and, and similar. So I'll say it in this way. So uh, CBD has been found to be what they call a very safe. Um, substance to use with very little side effects. Some of the side effects that I've seen reported in different um, articles and studies include like dry mouth, diarrhea, but I haven't really seen this um, empirically, I should say. And so um, but they do have studies that say that these could be potential side effects. I take CBD every day, um, twice a day. For me, I don't have those particular side effects. Oh, sleepiness is another one. But CBD is also, I didn't, I left that one out, but very helpful for sleep. And so um, fatigue or tiredness. But actually, because it's neuromodulary, really, if you're in the middle of the day, it can be, it can help give you energy. But if you're trying to go to sleep, it can help you do that as well. Because remember, it's all about finding balance in a way, kind of knows exactly what to do to bring the body where it needs in that moment. So not many side effects that have been reported. I believe when they were doing the research for that drug, Epidiolex, that's the one that is FDA approved for irretractable epilepsy patients, they saw a really, really high level, like thousands of milligrams at a time, uh, potential liver damage. Um, but again, that's not anything that um, we've really seen happen in any humans. And a lot, most articles you read tell you really can't take too much, right? Um, so mm. if you're taking a dropper of a 1,000 milligram tincture, you're still only getting um, so many milligrams per dropper full. And so okay. uh, it's definitely safer than the majority of what prescription medications would be for a lot of these conditions. Um, nausea and vomiting is another thing that it's really uh, helpful for. So those are the things that people who are extra cautious report, oh, this one study said this, uh, which is important for people to know. Um, but mm-hmm. like I said, we don't really see people coming into the hospital 
having any issues from taking CBD oil. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Now, unfortunately, when people have products and it's the and I'm not saying CBD is a fad or anything, but it seems a little faddish at the time right now. Um, mm-hmm. There actually tends to be imposters out there. So how do you know if you are getting the right product? Like how do you know if you're getting the product that is a true CBD product to, that is going to assist you with whatever ailment or, or medical condition that you're wanting it for? The most important thing you want to be able to identify is the Certificate of Analysis Report. Every company that is selling CBD should be able to provide you with their certificate of analysis. We call it a COA for short. And a certificate of analysis is going to be that that product has been third-party tested, and it's tested for the amount of cannabinoids that are there. Remember, we have 113, but it will tell you the percentage of CBD in that oil, the percentage of THC, CBC, CBG, et cetera. It may also, depending on the test, tell you about the different types of phytochemicals in it, such as the flavonoids and the terpenes that are there as well, uh, but minimally the cannabinoids, and also if there's any solvents present or any microbes present. And so you want to be able to have that report because if someone cannot provide that report for their product that they're selling, that's definitely a big red flag to walk away. So you should always okay. read the COA for any CBD product before you purchase it. Now, I'm hearing some really great things about CBD, um, and it, that I sometimes suffer from anxiety at times, especially when trying to take a flight. So uh, anytime I, I have to take a flight, I'm always so nervous, um, and I would prefer to not use any other type of pill or, or to help calm myself down. Um, but the, my concern has always been, like, you know, jobs do drug testing because it's associated, it's linked to marijuana, right? Because it's from the cannabis plant. So I would be scared, and I have been scared to even use the products because I was like, well, what if it shows up in a drug test? And then my job thinks I'm using drugs. <laughs> so right. does it show up exactly. in a drug test? Well, yes, and I'm, I'm going to answer that question, and then I'm also going to address the other part of that because there's two parts okay. of this really. So the first part, will it show up in a drug test? The answer to that is it depends on which type of CBD oil you use. There's three different types of CBD oil. You have full spectrum, you have broad spectrum, and you have isolate, okay? Full spectrum has all of the cannabinoids present that were in the hemp plant when the oil was made. And so full spectrum does also include THC. Drug tests are typically testing for when they're looking at marijuana, and they're specifically testing for THC, okay? And so now, granted, the THC level has to be less than 0.3%, right? So, for example, the oil that I sell is full spectrum, and it has 0.24% THC, which is less than 0.3, which makes it legal for me to sell, but it is there. Because the cannabinoids are fat-soluble, they can build up in your body over time. Okay, so something is water-soluble, like vitamin C, for example, or vitamin B, any of the B vitamins are water-soluble, you're going to urinate in, out any extra. It's not going to store in the body. But things that are fat-soluble, like vitamin D, vitamin K, and even the cannabinoids, they can store up in the body. And so for that reason, I tell people, you potentially, even though you probably would not, you could potentially test positive if you're taking a full-spectrum CBD regularly. 
Now, the broad spectrum and the isolate, broad spectrum has all of the cannabinoids except THC, and an isolate is only CBD. And again, I tell people, make sure that you still read that certificate of analysis report because what you don't want is think you're taking an isolate and the product really was full spectrum, and then you have this in your system. So you want to make sure that you see that it has 0% of THC before you take that product. And so the, the downside to that, the benefit is, yes, it won't show up on a drug test, but isolates and broad spectrum are also less effective than full spectrum. Because CBD, we know that it does not get you high. So I forgot to mention that earlier when you were asking me the difference. Um, it does not get you high. It does not have any um, psychological effect in that way, whereas THC does. When it being at such a low level, you're not going to feel a high when you take a CBD oil because it does have to be less than 0.3%. But THC does have other medicinal benefits. THC is an awesome bronchodilator, meaning it helps to increase the size of the bronchioles or helps prevent bronchoconstriction, like in asthma, for example. So it has medicinal properties. It doesn't just get you high. It's also very anti-inflammatory. Um, it's also very sedating. And so people who need to sleep, for example, can be very helpful for those people. And so um, the other part of that is with the drug testing, right, because mm-hmm. it's just we got to get to a point in our country where it's if, if someone can come to work on opiates, you know, uh, someone should be able to come to work who's taking CBD oil. Uh, it's not right. nearly going to have the effect, and that's why I really push for legalization because we need to have the ability to um, go into a dispensary and say, hey, I have anxiety, because certain strains can make the anxiety worse. And if people are just mm. getting something off of the street, right, It could make it worse. It could make it better. But if you can walk into a place where people are educated about which cannabinoids are in a strain, which terpenes are in a strain that will help reduce anxiety, and we can buy that consistently, now we're talking about medicine. I'm so glad you brought up, you know, the legalization factor. Um, And I was going to ask you, where do you think we are in that? Because, of course, we're starting to see that the cannabis product is not as affecting and and as people had used to think it was right um and so they you know lock people up for those types of drug crimes but they were of course non-violent drug crimes but they were still locking you know arresting people and putting them in jail for multiple years and so now we have cities like las vegas and denver and um several other cities to where now you know people are selling even selling marijuana and not just CBD products and it's perfectly fine and legal while other states are um, a lot more conservative in their view of this, of these types of products. So why do you think, but then of course, what is, what has made it easier to sell CBD and that's more acceptable than the other? Mm -hmm. So there's a few different things there. So it's more acceptable to sell the CBD because the CBD doesn't get people high. And that's kind Uh of the thing that, you know, Basically, back in 1937, when they passed the um, the, uh, the Marijuana Tax Act, that's when it became illegal to prescribe, use any type of hemp or marijuana product. This really set us back 
I would say it set us back centuries because before that, marijuana was one of the top drugs that was prescribed by medical doctors in our country for things like pain, for things like anxiety, for things like depression. <laughs> and so when this tax act came, which really, if you go back and look at the history of the, of the tax act, it, in an effort to criminalize marijuana, was really all a ploy to have a reason to incarcerate more black people. And there's all kind of documentation about it, and you can go back and we can talk about it and read that. But it was all about criminal, criminalization in order to incarcerate. And so when, but when it did that and then we ended up putting it on a Schedule 1 when the schedules came out, so it's still currently on a Schedule 1. A Schedule 1 drug states that it is, if something is Schedule 1, for example, heroin is Schedule 1, that it has no medicinal benefit and it's highly addictive. And we know that neither one of those statements are true regarding cannabis. It is not highly addictive. They feel that coffee is more addictive than cannabis. And we know that it has extreme medicinal value. I didn't even get into the cancer patients and the HIV patients and the nausea and vomiting patients, the glaucoma patients, the irritable bowel disease patients, celiac disease patients. I mean, these are all people who benefit tremendously from this plant. Uh, legalization because I think it's important, um, and I also I'm also very passionate about cannabis education. That's primarily what I do. I'm a cannabis educator, and I speak a lot at conferences and um, and just different conventions about the medicinal benefits because we have a lot of people who still are kind of have bought into the propaganda that started after 1937 you know, through the 50s and 60s, all the movies that showed all the crazy uh, men who have smoked uh, reefer and are now raping people. There was a lot of propaganda. Sign and kills your brain cells. Yeah, that, <laughs> all that. <laughs> right. But what's so interesting is cannabis is actually very neuroprotective, and cannabis actually helps um, encourage the brain to produce new neurons, new nerve cells, new brain cells. So all of that, there's so much miseducation out there, and we have to re-educate the community. We have to re-educate the people who are making the decisions, the politicians. You know, uh, we have to re-educate the medical community because a lot of times if someone, you know, they don't study this in medical school, and so they don't teach this to you in medical school, and they they probably will begin to do so, (laughs) but they don't teach the endocannabinoid system. And actually, we just found an endomite in 2AG in the 90s. It's still fairly wow. new, but a lot of other countries are, are hit. And when, it, when we, when we um, passed that bill in 1937, it also um, did not allow institutions to do research on the plant. And that's why there's so much American research lacking, because the universities could not um, do any testing with it after it became a Schedule One. It became illegal. Well, Dr. So, Carly, you know, I would yeah. love to talk to you for, you know, hours and hours about this and just continue to educate everyone. <laughs> but unfortunately, that's our time. Um, oh, but, wow. You know, okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I, I would love to have you come back on again. And, you know, we could definitely talk about um, more about the legalization factor of cannabis and, and using it in the right way. Um, to help people. Okay, so I have one last question. I like to ask all of my guests one last question. It has nothing to do with the topic. Maybe I'm just a little nosy. I don't know. (laughs) But I like (laughs) to ask questions. 
All right. So my question for you is who are two people you would invite as special dinner guests, dead or alive? Ooh, great question. Uh, I definitely think one would be Maya Angelou. I just always wanted to, whenever you watch a documentary about her and uh, just the wisdom that she had, I would love to sit down and just speak with her like, Auntie, (laughs) let's talk about this, you know. Um, So I would love to sit down and speak with her and then – of course, I would just love to have over for dinner um, former President Obama and his wife, Michelle. I think that makes three people, um, but <laughs> we'll include them as one since they're married. <laughs> right. <laughs> we would love to have them over for dinner and just to, to commend them and just thank them for everything uh, that they've done for our country. So those would be my two uh, slash three people. <laughs> Well, Dr. Carly, you have definitely educated me and my listeners about cannabis and the difference between hemp and marijuana and CBD products. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. You know what? Can you please take the time out to let everyone know how they can get your line of CBD products or contact you to come and speak at any type of convention? Sure. So my website is drcarly.com, and that's just D-R-C-A-R-L-I-E.com. And the store, you can get to it from going to drcarly.com and clicking on the CBD tab, or you can just click shop.drcarly.com, and that will take you directly to the store. I do sell, like she mentioned earlier, oil, salve, lotions. I do specialize in botanical-infused CBD products. And so we have a rosebud infusion, a turmeric infusion, black seed oil, and various different things. But I do offer non-CBD products as well, like oil pools and tooth powders, raw vegan truffles. And so we have some new products coming up along the way as well. And so my email address is uh, carly at drcarly.com. You can feel free to email me um, should you have any interest in a speaking engagement or just for more information. Thank you, Dr. Carly. Any last words of encouragement for the listeners? Well, I would just say – just continue to have an open mind about cannabis. If it's something that um, you did not previously consider, it's something if you are in chronic pain or you have autoimmune disease or uh, mental health condition, it's something I think you should definitely speak to your doctor about to see if this could be a viable option for you. Just encourage you guys to continue to um, focus on fitness, uh, mental health and wellness, as well as your families. I know it's a difficult time right now. And so we just ask that you guys continue to bless one another and love one another and just continue to um, strive for greatness, strive for more. That's awesome. Thank you, Dr. Carly. Thank you. What we put into our bodies is most definitely our choice. This episode is not intended for you to disregard any advice from your regular physician, nor is it suggesting you stop using medication prescribed by your doctor. This episode is to educate anyone or everyone about CBD products and share the benefits and or potential side effects. It is important to address inconsistencies in the natural systems of our bodies. Continuing to ignore warning signs can prove to be fatal. For more information, be sure to visit my website at www.striveformorepodcast.com. Are you interested in being a guest? 
email me at striveformore at email.com. Continue to strive for more and live your best life now. See you in the next episode. Thank you.